Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. Today, we have with us Jenny Call. She is a new member of our staff, a wellness professional. Jenny, welcome. So glad to have you here with us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you landed at William & Mary and the work that you're starting to do with us. Sure. Well, William & Mary has been a home to me for a long time. I was an alum of William & Mary. I graduated in 99. And so William & Mary really helped with my flourishing. It was a place where I figured out who I was. I found my calling. And part of that was because of the great support I received here. Um, And so I really decided that I wanted to support other students in the same way. So after William & Mary, I ended up going into higher education in student affairs, and I served as a university chaplain for nine years at Hollins University. And during that time, as I was supporting students, mainly with their religious and spiritual life, I I started to see just really the need for integrative well-being. There were so many students struggling with mental health, and I was really trying to figure out a way to reach out to all of campus, not just students not just those that were religious, but really wanting to nurture the well-being of faculty, staff, employees, students alike. The common bond I found was well-being. And so as I was looking to see what was being done to support students in other places, I was really drawn by the work that William & Mary was doing in integrative well-being. And so I've watched the work that has been done here since the beginning of the initiative and um, really felt like this is where I wanted to be, where I would be able to give back to a place that supported me and that has inspired me and how I could support others. That's wonderful. And you have recently done some work with the frontline staff of William & Mary um, and had some interesting conversations, particularly with the facilities management staff who has kept us afloat, you know, during this whole adventure of COVID-19, a huge part of the reason we're all able to be here right now. So tell us about the conversations that you had with them. Yeah, I I think it's so important to recognize the work that gets done so that we can continue to move on. And and so often, I think we take that for granted. Um, So I really admire and respect the work done by facilities management. And I had an opportunity when I first started here to do listening sessions with the building services staff. So these are the custodians, the people that do the mail in the post office, those that pick up the trash and the recycling around campus, and those that set up rooms as part of moving and storage. And so I created the space for them to share what their experience has been like over the past year working during COVID. And these, Lindsay, as you said, are the staff that have been here throughout it. They have been the essential frontline workers that have come in day in and day out. They have dealt with the additional risk of being on campus and making it safe for others to thrive on campus. So they are the ones cleaning and and protecting the spaces, making sure that people get the deliveries that they need. And so hearing about their experiences over the past year was really eye-opening in a lot of ways because we know that we are all dealing with the stress of COVID-19 and how it's impacted our lives in many ways, but it just really highlighted some of the inequities that they experience in particular, having their schedule changed a lot of times, coming in on the weekends to clean when normally that wouldn't have been a responsibility of the job. You know, I think just back 
with the past weather we've gotten, you know, the sidewalks have been cleared, staff are coming in, even when when others are not able to get to campus, when campus is closed, when other people are working from home. So getting a chance to hear about their experiences and the stories they've shared about how much this community means to them. Um, There are a lot of stories of coming to work because they knew they were making a difference, that they felt responsible for keeping campus safe. And they have. They deserve a lot of the credit for making sure that there wasn't a major outbreak on campus, that they have kept things clean and managed, and they have taken on risk themselves so that we could have less risk. So I think it's really important to recognize these members of the community that have kept us safe. We are all dependent on one another for our well-being, and they they have kept this community going. So there's really, I think, the, the first thing is being able to hear someone's story and experience to really build that empathy and care. And one of the things I heard from the staff is a lot of times feeling like they were invisible, that the work that they do on campus, while they recognize how important it is, and while we all in general know how important it is, feeling like as members of the community that sometimes they are not valued. So I think it's important to create this understanding of a community of care, that we are responsible to and for each other, to support one another, and to really highlight the value that we all bring to the community. That's a part of what it means to to flourish as a community, is recognizing all members of the community. And I think that they in particular need to be recognized for the great work that they're doing and to be supported through that. So what I'm hearing is they're providing all of this care to our community. They're giving us the ability to thrive To some extent. I think thrive is probably a strong word, Mm -hmm. survive through this period. But we're not reciprocating that same care back to these crucial members of our staff. So how can we start to cultivate that community of care? Right. I think the first thing is is recognizing that, first of all, recognizing that we are part of a shared community with a shared mission, that each person here on this campus is integral to our success that our well-being is connected and tied to one another. And so I think first it's seeing people. It's seeing the people that you might encounter on a day-to-day basis, but not talk to, not know the names of, of saying thank you to the custodian that cleans the building that you're in, recognizing that the reason we have Wi-Fi is because there are so many people working behind the scenes to keep that going, recognizing that As we're dealing with our own anxiety and struggles, there are others that are doing that too, and yet they're here showing up for us. So being able to to see others and recognize that they bring their own strength and value, but also their own challenges and needs. You know, I think that there is great work being done on campus to bring some of these issues to awareness that there have been students that have advocated for staff support. There have been students that have done food drives and donation drives for Sodexo staff, for example. There's a committee that I'm working with on employee equity and belonging that's working to understand, first of all, what needs staff have, what needs of employees aren't being met on campus, um, and how those might be addressed, whether that's issues of pay, having a living wage, whether that's making sure that all employees have access to the same kind of resources on campus. I know here in wellness and health and wellness in particular, we've been looking at how to extend the resources and programs that are offered by the wellness center, by the recreation center 
to employees, to staff, knowing that they may have differing schedules and different demands on their time, but making sure that there's equal access. Another issue is understanding how to get resources. And so being able to share if someone has a need, how to find the answer to that or how to meet that need. Um, There's a food pantry on campus and making sure that people are aware of that, students and employees alike, because we may not know where their needs are. But I think that the first step is really getting to know the people that work on our campus, being aware of the people that we encounter on a day-to-day basis and seeing them as connected to us, not separate because they work in a different place or have a different job to do, you know, but that that we are connected to one another because we're all part of the William and Mary community and really looking out for one another, asking how one another's doing and advocating for those equal rights and equal treatment. One of the things I heard most of all from custodial staff was just the issue of of respect and care and how we recognize staff and talk with them and show them, ask them how they're doing, show that we care. I think that's really an important thing to building that community of care, of seeing how we're connected to each other. And I think that that's a great first step. I want to give a shout out to Sissy, Joy, Candy, and also James, who really help us get by um, and are just such a joy and members of our health and wellness team here at the Wellness Center. So I think that that's a great first step, the the asking piece and engaging. But what are some things beyond that first piece that we could start to implement in our engagements with our community that would really help to elevate them? Yeah, I think, you know, first recognizing, understanding, getting to know people. But then beyond that, thinking about what our values as a community are. We talk about belonging. We talk about flourishing. We talk about integrity. What does that mean in terms of work life? I know that occupational wellness is one of the eight dimensions of wellness here. And so thinking about what does it mean to be well at work and how are we extending that wellness, that opportunity towards well-being to all employees here? What does it mean to find belonging here? And do all employees have that sense of connection to to their work, to be able to be fully engaged and find meaning and purpose in their work, but also as part of the community. Do they feel like an equal member of the William & Mary community? Are there things that we can do to make that sense of belonging um, more true and more felt? And and part of that is making sure that people have access to resources. Um, I know staff assembly really works hard to make sure that employee voices are heard and employee needs are met but providing more opportunities for those voices to be heard and amplifying those voices when we hear concerns, knowing where to direct people where, when there is an issue or a concern, I think is a really important thing. Another part of that is giving people the opportunity to share concerns and to find meaning and connection in their work. Another thing that came out of the listening sessions was really reconnecting with why people came to William & Mary in the first place and hearing so many stories of the sense of connection people feel here because of the reputation of William & Mary and and really feeling like they were a part of something special and important. So I think it's important for us all to have those conversations of why are we part of this community? What are we committed to together as part of the William & Mary community? And how can we advocate for each other's well-being in this community, whether it's 
um, supporting access to resources, to better wages, to time off. Um, one of the things that happened was the plan pause back during COVID where different departments had an opportunity to kind of have a, a slower pace to reflect, to do some development work, personal development work. But but that wasn't accessible to all employees, that facilities management, because of the way they bill their hours, was not able to have that same time. So how can we advocate for a system that allows all employees to have that crucial time for rest, for reflection, for renewal, um, and for engagement in the work we do here? And that's got to be a system change. Mm-hmm. That's It's been a hard year for all of us. And with the plan pause where we're supposed to be in, intentionally pausing our work, you know, I think that it was a challenge really for us to slow down. And these people who have been going constantly, nonstop, not being provided that same opportunity is really rather devastating. And I think that that's a system problem that needs to change. And in health and wellness, we are providing programs for our faculty and staff, and these are intended for everyone. We want a flourishing community. And I think sometimes in our programs, we start to see the gaps and identify who's participating, who's not participating. You know, we've got a very strong introduction to mindfulness program. We feel like this is a great cornerstone place to just start that process. And we've got our classes or our fitness and our wellness classes that faculty and staff are able to provide. But I think it really is time to start asking the questions, reflecting on those things. Like where can we meet people where they need it most? And, and really recognizing that without this strong presence in our community, like we are not a fully healthy community. I'm really glad that you're here on campus and, and doing this work that you're doing. I look forward to the changes that your influence will start to have, hopefully in the nearer future. Yeah, and thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. Well, I'm so grateful for the work that's already been done. And I, I do agree it is a systemic change that's needed. And I'm so grateful to see so many people already working towards that. I think this is a great place to make it happen because of the values we hold as a community and the mission that we share. And I think there's a special thing about William & Mary and the the connections that are made here. And so I'm really hopeful about the work that's already being done and that can continue to be advanced. Thanks to our audience for tuning in today. And thank you to our sponsor, United Healthcare. This podcast is produced by Colin Cross, Lindsay Heck, Brittany Emmons, and Eric Garrison. We'll see you next time.